Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Daytime Drinking with the Crafty Boys. Crafty Boys here again. We're a weekly live drinking podcast and each of us today have brought two beers and we're going to go around tasting them and let you know what we think of them. So, uh, I'm joined today with Pav Yo. and Cameron. Hello. Right. Um, so, uh, what have you guys bought? Cameron? I have bought a, I think it's pronounced a Chimera. Chimera? Indian Pale Lager. Oh, chimera. Chimera? Yeah, I think it's Chimera. I, I, I think it's called that purely from um, Full Metal Alchemist. That, that yeah, Chimera. Sense? It's like a merging of two animals, isn't it? Yes. No? Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. We'll, 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 we'll look at later. Yeah. Sorry, so Chimera from um, who, sorry? This is by... Um, I've got complete information here. One person said it's Drygate Brewery, and one says it's Downtown Brewery. Uh, on the back of it, it says Drygate. It's by Drygate then, yeah. who are uh, based in Scotland. All right. And, cool. Yeah. And the other one is, uh, again, it's the, the, this is a Stuart Brewery, and it's a First World Problems Belgian IPA. Uh-huh. Belgium yeah. IPA? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah it says yeah, Belgian, but it's, yeah, it's based in... Yeah, That'd be spicy. Yeah. yeah, it's got a Belgian twang to it. Yeah, a, mm. a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. expecting a little bit citrusy, but also spicy on mm. that. Yeah, be interesting. Pav. I also have a Drygate, and it's the Disco Forklift Truck, which is a mango pale ale. You can really get that everywhere. And also a Blue Moon, which is a Belgian white, which is a bit similar to that again, because we've got a little Belgian... Yeah. Uh, Belgian situation going on today. Belgian and what have you brought? Yeah, and um, I have with me uh, by Four Pure. It's the Temple. It's the Satsuma and Seaweed Goes. Mm. Citrusy, a bit like the Blue Moon too. Yeah, also soury, usually quite often with the Goes, I think. Oh, um, and from uh, Neo Raptor, The Yard, which is a milkshake IPA. That's the one I'm excited oh, about. That's yeah. the one I'm excited Very about. Interesting. Right, so um, who's going to go first? Um, as always, the, the great... Uh, Audio platform, rock, paper, scissors. Is after three? Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. Uh, one, two, three. That was you <laughs> yeah, but you two now. One, two, three. So predictable. <laughs> right, camera wins. So, um, which one are you picking first? I will go for the. Was it the Chimera? 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 Chimera Indian Pale, Pale Lager. Okay, so this is yeah, my first beer is the Chimera Indian Pale Lager by the Drygate Brewery, who started in 2014, so I've only been going for four years, and are based in Glasgow. Cool, yeah. I've, I've got to say, the can is very, like, yeah, it's, specific art style, isn't it? It does remind me slightly of Beavertown art style, but again, it's sort of like it's got its own thing going on. Yeah, it depicts what uh, I looked at what actually Chimera is, and it's a mythical beast which has the head of a lion with a snake tail and a goat on its back. Mm-hmm. And it's all depicted. Goat on its back? Literally on its back, yeah. That's, that's fucking weird. And, but yeah, it's cool artwork, I like the artwork. Yeah. That's one it's, of the reasons I like, picked it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a dude with a, a lion's head checking out a woman with a detached head, and then a woman it's, with a goat head. It's quite hard to and explain. Even, even looking around. at it, it's quite odd. Yeah, but, yeah. but no. I'm, it I'm caught my attention. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, the colour, the body of the beer, I've got to say, is 100% what you expect from a lager. It yep. being a um, an Indian pale lager. Mm-hmm. Um, but this smells crazy. Yeah. It's got like the hot, the the multi sweetness of a lager smell, but then it smells quite citrusy, hoppy as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Almost tastes like a double hops pale yeah. ale. Extremely Maybe there's a lot hoppy. of dry hopping in this or something because the well, they're saying like, there is a lot of bitter coming through for a hmm. Indian pale lager. It definitely smacks you with the citrus as well, with the bitterness. Yeah, got quite a, yeah. like the hoppiness too. Sour aftertaste. Yeah, it's, right. it's got a very bitter aftertaste. And it's got a linger as well. I feel like yeah. last time we had a lot of beers that didn't linger at all. You, you drank them and then the mm. flavour was gone. Definitely stays with you mm. on the tongue. And I feel like it's got like this greeny grassy note to it as well. Okay. Like earthy a bit maybe, but like yeah. green if you get me. Just like I'm getting the earthiness. I'm not sure where the green's coming from. Mm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Tastes like green. Yeah, like vegetable-y. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah I think it's got. A bit, yeah, like I said, I think it's the aftertaste that sort of gets you. 
Yeah, I think the initial taste of it is quite nice. It's quite citrusy, mm. um, a bit earthy. Um, not a massive amount of lagery taste. I think it, it does not, have that sort of like base sweetie malt mm. undertone. Getting a bit of what you normally get from Pilsner towards mm. the end of the sip, like that. I can't explain what yeah. it is. I thought you were going to say the bottom of the can then. That's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a compliment. Yeah, and I think, like, um, mouthfeel wise, very lagery. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no real sort of like thickness to it. Yeah, quite smooth. Yeah. Very drinkable, I think. Yeah, drinkable. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't. I, got, what, actually, what percentage is it? I was just about to check. It's quite. Uh, 5.9. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, it doesn't taste that at all. I, yeah. I, in my head, I was, think, I was thinking like 4.8. It doesn't taste strong, yeah. No. I'll admit that. I, I thought, I'm, I'm just distinctly left with this bitter greeny taste. I mean, guys, don't know what you're talking about. But so, no, I get, I get even with taste. Yeah, it's, mm. it, I probably wouldn't go back for a second one. Yeah, <laughs> if I was at a, 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 a bar or something. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's all right. It's it's a pleasurable drink, but I can't say I'm a massive fan mm. of it. Agrees. I think there's Agreed. not a lot going on that is good. There's a lot going on with it. <laughs> not all of it's good. Yeah, personally for me. No, I, 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 think, you, I think I agree with did you. Did you get any idea what hops might be in it? Was I that did, on the website? I, no, I couldn't, couldn't. It just says. If I actually look at it, it talks about tropical fruits on the on the can. Are you getting any of that? Not at all. I, I get citrus. Yeah. Definitely get that, but so I'm not getting any sort of like. So it's a, a classic IPA bursting with r- resinous hoppy flavours. Like quite quite a punch. So it's refreshing with summer, but strong enough to be warming in winter. I think they've got the description it's, like it's good, and yeah. it's got a powerful bitter taste, which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is definitely there. Yeah, give you that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what are you guys thinking for a score? Is this out of five? Out of five. Out of five. And it goes in 0.25 yeah. steps. Uh, I don't know. For, for, for me, it's got a pleasant taste to begin with, but the aftertaste, in my opinion, absolutely kills it. I think I'm going to, I'm going to give it a, yeah. a 2.5. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really thirsty now for something that isn't this. <laughs> you say it's got a bit of dryness to it. Yeah, mm. definitely. It is quite dry. I think that's I, where you can maybe, yeah. maybe tell the strength of it. For it is dry, actually, yeah. yeah. I think I'll go for a 2.75. What, what did you, you say? Two point five. I think I'll start with two point five. Two point five. Yeah. And now we sort of have a little. I guess first we need to find out how many people um, have already yeah. voted for. Uh, I don't even want to try and pronounce it. Drygate. Oh, oh, the whole the beer. Yeah, Drygate's Chimera Engine Pale Lager. Yeah, we need to see how many people have uh, sampled it and rated so, it. Out of the 6,749 people that have rated it, what do you think their average rating was? For, I think it's going to be the two mark. I think oh, it's, honestly, 2.5. I think it's but. in the free freeze. Yeah. You're very close. Huh? 3.44. Oh. That seems very generous. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it is very generous. What um, we also sometimes do is see what some, <laughs> what some people who've rated it have to yeah. say about it. Yeah, I mean, between so yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to choose this drink again. No I, I, I was literally about to say, oh, this person mm-hmm. agreed with us, 2.5, but it's as... <laughs> <laughs> this guy's on point. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I've seen a lot of 3.5s. 3.5 from uh, Omar K, a 4 from Greg P. What's Greg P saying about Greg, it? Greg P, he's on a park bench. He's on, no, sorry, he's on a bench in the park. In the park. He <laughs> um, hasn't really said much about it. Everyone's just rated it rather than said anything okay. about it. Oh. This guy has, oh no, he's just described what a Chimera is. Um, <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. Kayla C says, firm favourite, 4.5. So, should we just round up why we thought it was a 2.5? Obviously, um, I think James has touched on this, this green taste at the end, uh, mm. this earthy tone that you get, and yeah, I think the dryness and the bitterness is all, yeah. I think, reason it's enough to... The aftertaste and how, yeah, how fat I want to have another drink now that isn't this, because well, it's so dry. you're in luck, because yeah. James is just about to bring out... I'm about to bring out... Let's go, let's go for <laughs> The Temple by Phil Pure. Yeah. Right. And that's how everyone could live forever and we'd finally get Utopia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, should, you, should, you should probably um, like talk to the UN. I should probably write a manifesto or something. Yeah. <laughs>
Anyway, something to more important, which exactly. is uh, this beer. Um, so yeah, yeah, this is a uh, temple uh, coming from Four Pure. It's the Satsuma and Seaweed Goes, um, and I believe it's a collaboration with Kyoto Brewing Co. So uh, just straight off the bat, uh, Four Pure is London-based. Yeah, London-based. They're actually just at the end of Bermondsey Beer Mile, aren't they? Because we weren't there when we did the Bermondsey Beer Mile. We did. Starts around London Bridge sort of area. And they easily had the largest facility when we were on that mile. Absolutely massive. And they actually have just been uh, bought out by um, Australia's Lion, which I think own a couple of craft beer companies. But then they're, again, um, a subsidiary of uh, the Japanese drinks giant, uh, Kirin, which I think most famously does Kirin Ichiban, just oh, yeah. like Japanese beer. Ashai. Yeah. Or number one or Kirin. Ashai. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so um, like I said, uh, this is brewed in collaboration with uh, the Kyoto Brewing Co., uh, which is obviously based in uh, Kyoto. Um, it's brewed with uh, konbu seaweed, satsuma peel, flaked rice, and sea salt. So hmm. um, it's a dry sour beer um, with sort of like citrus and some subtle umami. So what type of beer is it? A goes. A goes, that's the type of beer. Yeah. Okay. So I think goes is sort of like slightly similar to like a Berliner Weiser. Okay. Weiser. Um, it's a sour, sour. beer. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, or a Lambic as well. I think they're sort of in a similar sort of okay. family. The same ballpark at least. But again, um, please feel free to correct us. Send it into um, at Crafty Boys on Twitter. Um, and we'll happily uh, get you mentioned in Crafty Corner. In Crafty Corner. Correction. Well, happily get you mentioned in Correction Corner. That's so, correct Correction do, do Corner. Not, do not correct us in that. Yeah, I'm, we'll correct that next <laughs> week, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> crafty Correction Corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, on, on with tasting the beer. Uh, so I think first off... Hazy. Very hazy. Light yellow colour. Almost it. like a pale apple juice that's uh, yeah. sparkling. Yeah. No head to it at all, I don't think. Yeah, actually, that is oh. unusual. None. Yeah. And it's quite usual for like these sour ones, isn't it? You can tell from um, the smell, like this is yeah. going to be a sour affair. Straight off, you know, you've got your, your mouth sort of like clenched in slightly. I think my mouth is already salivating just from the smell of it. It's got that very sour. Hit us with the uh, the IBU on this one. Yeah. Four um, percent. Yeah, four percent. The the IBU. Oh, sorry, the is IBU not percentage. Yep, yeah, not the um, ABB. Um, the IBU is five. Five. That seems low, unless it works the other way around, where lower numbers. Well, so that's because that's the bitterness unit, isn't it? Yeah. So if it's sour, it's not going to have really much bitterness at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we know it's going to be sour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right. So let's give it a taste. But just before I taste it, I'm just going to say I can get some Hefeweizen style or type notes from it as I'm yeah. giving it a whiff. Almost like a Belgian spiced kind of. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think straight off the bat, you can really get salt. It's super, super sour, super sour, but it's not in like a sherbet sour. It's a. I was going to say it's not the kind of sour I was expecting it mm. to be. Yeah. Like. Oh. Yeah. And I think when that that initial sour starts to taper off, you get this real salty, and I think this is where it's like. Mushroominess. I think that's maybe like the umami, the sort of like earthy. I was gonna say, is that umami instead of a almost. sweetness that you find yeah. in a lot of other sour beers? Yeah, it's really, really weird this one because mm, you just get an absolute blast of sour. It's not too much. Well, it's really okay. overpowering, but it's not the same sort of sour that I think a lot of other beers I've had are. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't know how to describe it. Like... Are you getting the citrus from it? Mm. From the satsuma. I'm, 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 I'm not getting a definite like satsuma orangey taste but I'm getting a lot of citrus in the initial taste I'm getting citrus but, yeah. but it tapers off very quickly into salty like a bit seaweedy mm. I think that's maybe the seaweed flavour that comes off in the end that salty earthiness I wouldn't really yeah. say it has any kind of aftertaste at all. That, yeah, that once you get over the sourness it's yeah. pretty much like your palate yeah. is completely yeah. cleansed yeah, it, yeah. and the, the, the flavour blends off and then it's gone. It leaves quite a refreshing feel in the mouth. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's so much better than, that, than, the, than the dryness of um, the Chimera. It's a good, good uh, yeah. second drink after that. Yeah. yeah, 
It's definitely a sipper though. I think just purely from the, the sourness of yeah. it. I'm and surprised at the size of the can as well. Yeah, 500 milliliter can. I can't believe that. Yeesh. And yeah, well actually talking about that, the can is actually very simple. Um, it's just got these sort of like um, hexagons patterned with the um, Feel Pure logo. Yeah. Simple design, but mm. effective. Yeah, I've got, this is, I think, one of the nicest sours I've ever had. And, and I think that's almost because it's not too sour. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of um, a wild beer that, yes. that we had on the Yakosai or something like that. Yeah, again, that had seaweed in it as well, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. It has that same indescribable quality to mm. it a little bit where it's not quite sweet, it's not... Yeah. I think it's the saltiness as well. Like I've, I've never yeah. particularly had like a salty beer. No. Well, I think I've, I've had some other ones, but I think this has the salt coming through much more than any other sort of like beer that has claimed a salty taste to it. It's really, really unusual. Never said out, yeah. It's the first time I've ever drank like a, a salty beer. I didn't think it existed until today, but yeah. here we are. <laughs> here you are, sipping on a salty beer. <laughs> Well, it's time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> and so what do you make of the sourness? I know that you're, you're quite fond of sour things. Do, you yeah. go out of like your that, way to find... Like I said, I think... Um, when I, I was expecting it to be just like really sour, but it's just like the complete opposite. It's like, it, it is sour, but it, it yeah it fades off almost immediately. It's short-lived. It's, it's a very short-lived sour, and it's not the kind of sour I was expecting, but it it is very refreshing. It does, it's definitely drinkable. I think I could definitely... I probably couldn't drink a whole can like that size can mm. of it. I think I'd have to share. ration it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've never seen a sour beer in this um, this size. Yeah, like you said. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I would be particularly looking forward to 500 milliliters. No, it seems like I think it's really nice as a two thirds, as like a, a 330 milliliter. It's a good stepping stone when you're mm. at a beer festival and you're moving through different mm. things and you're like. Yeah. I think this almost like cleans the slate and then you're off to the next adventure for your palate. Yeah, it's almost like a really nice sorbet. That's actually maybe a nice way to put it. Yeah. It's a really nice sorbet, but with a really um, meaty, sort of like short aftertaste. It's subtle as well. It's yeah. like nothing's... How, how strong is it again? 4%. Okay, so it's not, it doesn't taste strong either. It's just it's the, yeah, the sour taste just takes over. But are either of you getting that wheat style Hefeweizen kind of banana-y, you know, quality from it? Mm. Maybe spiced Belgian kind of. No, in the very first taste, I am getting a bit of that, you know, wheat slight banana-y. But I think it's edging towards more citrusy than banana-y. Mm, yeah. Right, so I think all around it's a very unique beer. Definitely from the beers I've ever tasted. This is our first um, Yeah, it has a really sweet, like I said, almost hefeweizen, but very citrusy, sour, but not overly sour. Like my side of my cheeks aren't like <laughs> sucking into my mouth like after most sours. You're not screw facing. Yeah, yeah not, not screw facing, <laughs> I'm not gurning. Uh, yeah, and then it goes into this like lovely umami, and I've got to say, I never thought I'd like salt would go well in a beer, but it's amazing. I really like this salty aftertaste you get to it, and I think it's just adding to the thirst more as well. Like, That's how they get you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. the fox that. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. You front the whole thing. They're thirsty but, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, um, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing, nothing. So what do, what do we think score-wise? This is close over that. <laughs> I'll go in for a 3.75 because um, sours in general are, I'd say they're quite a unique sort of type of beer. When yeah. we tried, obviously, Mad Squirrels one, we discussed the kettling process and things like that. So I know that yeah. there's a lot of work that goes into it and there's so much that can go wrong. Yeah. So for them to be able to deliver this beer and um, it sort of hits with these kind of flavours and kind of do what it did with, you know, the refreshing... You know, the refreshing nature of it, I think I'll go for a 3.75 for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking 3.75, 3.5. 3. I think I will, yeah, I think I'll go for 
I'm going to go for a 3.5 because it like pretty much goes good with Paris. Not, I do think it's nice. It's refreshing. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe the quantity I would just be reasonable. Like to... Yeah, I just feel like I couldn't drink a lot of it. I feel like I'd have to switch yeah. it up. Yeah. So I mean, mm. I'm happy with my beer, you know, but settle on 3.5. Okay. Yeah, well, no, 3.75. <laughs> 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 you both did say yeah, yeah, we both 3. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I think overall it's a very unique beer. Um, definitely highly recommend this if you're into your sours. Like, I'd massively recommend this if you're into your sours. Yeah, once you've um, graduated sour yeah. school with uh, some of the other beers that we've talked about before. Yeah, and I think, yeah, the, the, the Puckerberry from uh, Mad Squirrel, I'd say that's definitely your intro to sours. Um, but I think maybe next step up is your bad boy here. Your temple from uh, four. Yeah, it, it, these you, are like your goes. these are like your key stage three sats kind of sours. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So we've gone uh, for three point seven. Um, five. So five. Sorry. Yeah. What do you guys think um, the five hundred eighty-six people not that have rated that. it on Untapped um, think? I feel like they would rate it positively. I'm going to say it's going to be. I think up uh, yeah three point seven five. I think we've. You think it's bang on. Yeah, yeah. Or around that. Yeah. I think it's around that mark. What are you thinking? I would say three eight eight. Three eight eight. Does it go specific? Cameron's closer because this is averaged. Oh, it's oh, literally okay. Yeah, yeah. six hundred um, something people. Three point six one. So we were pretty much on the mark. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah, see what's it's interesting because obviously like sometimes we'll go in and we're like way lower than what the consensus is but then other times we tend to over appreciate or yeah. the, the first the first yeah. threw me a bit because they seem to like it a lot more I don't really get that but yeah I agree with these people oh wow so um, Matt B from the who apparently is the Earl of Essex um, <laughs> on Untapped has said nice and sour caramel salt and orange I don't think I've got any caramel. Didn't get in the there. caramel. I'll give you the salt and orange. Yeah, yeah. yeah salt think, and orange. I think yeah. a reach. I like could see what he means by the caramel. It's a very faint, like salted toffee situation. Yeah. Oh, uh, Paul S. Um, it said like a briny orange. Which, yeah, so good. But he he gives it five. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right, so uh, next up is Pav. And it's my turn, and today I've bought quite a popular beer, and I'd say it's one of the beers that was sort of around at the start of the craft beer revolution, and we'll sort of go into its history and the controversy that was part of that in a moment. But this is Blue Moon's Belgian White. Um, you can pretty much get it everywhere these days. Uh, most pubs all serve it to you. I think in a bottle, I don't think I've seen many places that have Blue Moon on tap, really? or is that, is that no. a regular thing? Honestly, I think I've only ever had it on tap. Maybe I'm thinking yeah. of something else. But, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and usually I, I think it's that you can tell if um, it's a half decent pub if they give you a slice of orange with it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, saying that, I have seen pint glasses with the orange yeah. slice in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, well, I went to a Blue Dot Festival last year. They weren't there last year, but they had their own bar, uh, Blue Moon. This year? Uh, last year. Okay. Um, great festival, uh, Manchester Way, Jodrell Bank. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic because just by default going up to any of the bars I could just be like Blue Moon, Blue Moon, Blue Moon. Yeah. I was looking on their website in America they've got some variants as well like a mango one and there's another mm-hmm. one. But this is a Belgian style wit beer and it was created by a guy called Keith Villa. Awesome name, Keith Villa. Mm-hmm. And he was a brewer at Sandlot Brewery which is a Coors Field which is owned by Molson Coors Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And so it's originally from Denver Another reason for me to visit Denver, not as though I, not as though I needed another reason. And um, there was a little bit of controversy. So when it first came out, and even at this point, I think there's actually no mention of the fact that it belongs to Coulson, uh, Molson Coors. Yeah. And so a lot of people are saying, you're promoting this as a craft beer, when in reality it's owned by you know a massive conglomerate. Yeah. Sort that shit out. It's got a Wikipedia page. Yeah. It has got a Wikipedia <laughs> page, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely huge. Like you said, you can get it everywhere. It's, it's in every supermarket, in bottles. Yeah. Um, you can get it in Weatherspoons. Like, it's it's It got to the point, though, where really in, May 20, in May 2015, a California man filed a lawsuit against Miller Coors for labelling it craft beer. Oh, wow. So yeah. some people are very passionate about this. <laughs> yeah. No, so... Um, That's mad. Getting um, with it. So straight off the bat, I mean, you can see why it's orangey. Yeah, like, yeah. It's got the orange yep. in it. Looks like the 
I want to say it looks like the um, the four pure temple that we had in terms of you know the haziness. Yeah, yeah, the same um, haziness but a lot more orange. Yeah, it's a bit of a brighter tone to it. Yeah, and the smell. Obviously, you just get a massive hit of orange, but also as well you get this like cannabisy. Bex um, normally Bex. has that and, scent. And I was wondering, do you think it's because they use either a similar hop, similar process of sort of like one of the ingredients in making it? Well, I heard that they just get Bex and pour orange juice into it, and that's how. Yeah. No, no, that's slander, that is. <laughs> no, no, it's slander, I mean. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I know hops are actually genetically very closely related to uh, cannabis, um, and that's why you get a lot of the similar smells and flavours in both. So I think obviously that's maybe there just happens to be a hop in this that has a quite a kind of a smell. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, you do massively get that orange as well. Well, gonna go in for the sip. And yeah, it's it's fantastic. It literally, it 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 does feel like you're biting into an orange straight off the bat, doesn't it? But yeah, it doesn't have it doesn't have um, an overpowering sweetness to it. No. Which is something I think you'd expect when the orange is so heavily yeah. associated with Blue Moon, but it's actually, yeah, quite a subtle yeah. flavour to it. And then you get a sort of like slightly spicy bitterness mm. at the end, and I think that comes from the um, the, the usual whip beer where it has um, coriander seeds or ground coriander uh, in it. Yeah. That sort of like brings that. Mm. So what do you think the like? percentage is on it? Four and a half? Yeah. Yeah. 5.4. 5.4. Really? Mm. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't taste strong. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've got for for me personally in a bar, especially if it's not got one, especially if it's not one that's selling particular, um, you know, more actual craft craft beer. Um, this would definitely be one of my defaults um, already, and I think it's got so big for a reason. It's yeah, just see very why. easy to drink. Mm. I think especially by the pint. <laughs> uh, it gets away. It gets away from me sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely um, a bit more viscous in the mouth than you know, like a lager or something like that. So aside from that, that coriander herbiness that we spoke about earlier, is there anything else that you're getting from the Belgian white side of things? I think it's just very orangey. I mean, in, yeah. the, in the Belgian white, you usually do um, have orange peels yeah. in them, which obviously this is just, I feel like, a more orangey version of a Belgian White. I'm looking forward to seeing how it compares to Cameron's next beer because that has a Belgian element to it as well, so that'd yeah. be quite interesting. That Belgian yeast strain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. I, f I feel like um, again, go for another big brand. I feel it's like you have maybe just put a little bit of carbonated orange juice in a hoe garden. For me, this is sort of <laughs> how it tastes. Yeah, I really haven't. I can't say that I've had much hoe garden. Like I've had um, whatever that thing is, hobgoblin, um, but I. Don't, like I've seen you get like the the point seven five litre bottles of Hoe yeah. Garden, but I can't say that I've really had yeah, it. I much. mean, Hoe Garden and Hoe Garden as well, are very very different. <laughs> 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 uh, those two in the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they both start with H, yeah, but um, H O actually. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> you, you, I, I t correction corner next week. <laughs> I, it's going to be four at this rate. Um, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> These corrections are coming from a, a Technicolor bear on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> But I saw them with my own eyes. The arrows they made. I was there. I was disgusted. But yeah. Um, so, what what we thinking? Hmm. Score wise, yeah, it's just it's a very solid beer. Again, do we mark it down because it's mass produced? Like, are we going to be those guys? I, or? Yes, I would go for because they're sellouts. <laughs> a three point two five to a three point five because it has developed this yeah. cult following and because it is. But surely, the fact that it's. Gouda cook following means that they got it for a reason because it's tastes it's, good, yeah, and it's popular. Yeah, can't hate on things just because it's popular. No, or, has, or, okay. has, or has it become popular because Cause has shoved it in everywhere? Mm. It's chicken and egg situation now. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking three point two five, three point five. I go it's, for it's, it's not three point two five for me. Yeah, what are you saying? I said three two five, three five. So we we'll go for three point two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Again, like the sour, it doesn't have an, a massive amount of head either. It's um, 
It's not crazy carbonated or anything like that. It's, yeah. a, sm- it's a smooth drink. Mm, smooth, yeah. This must surely be our all-time high in terms of how many people have voted on on a beer. Um, yep. Yeah, so um, this one um, has three hundred ninety thousand ratings. I've not come across. <laughs> I don't think I've come across one in the hundreds of thousands, let alone three hundred. Three hundred ninety whip beer. What do you think? With at that scale, I, I would have thought I, it just skews towards the middle somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I would say like three point five. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say three five. Yeah. Well, you are both almost exactly on three point four nine. That's mad. It was average out, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, see, half would be two point five, but it's nicer. Yeah. Yeah, sort of like. yeah. I think overall, it's a nice, it's a solid beer. Again, you feel sort of like you're betraying craft beer a bit by drinking this mass juice <laughs> thing, but it's a solid beer. Yeah. Um, I don't I, think you can really. I think definitely to anyone who's new to beer and is still, you know, on a very much a mainstream lager hype, this is yeah. a very nice one to dip your toe in for. What else is out there? Yeah. You don't have to have your Carling, you yeah. don't have to have your Carlsberg yeah. all the time. Definitely, and if you, you like sweet things, get into this. I think this is then going to very much lead you into, say, other Belgian wit beers, but also the more fruity side of uh, IPAs. Cool. Um, and yeah, so that says about half and through the beers, so we're just going to go off for a break. I really need a piss. Right, and we're back. So, um, next up, Cameron. It's me again. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is um, uh, the First World Problems Belgian IPA, and this is by Stuart Brewing. And let me just get some information on Stuart Brewing. Yeah, so Stuart Brewing were founded in 2004 by Steve and Joe Stewart, hence the name, and it's located in Edinburgh. And yeah, for, Representing Scotland, heavy uh, yeah, that was unintentional, but yeah. in Scotland, yeah. Cameron is actually a Scotsman. Cameron's dad is Scottish. So. Yeah. He's, <laughs> a, he's a semi-Scotsman. <laughs> I like. And I have a Scottish name. And I like how you kept the third person there as well. Cameron yeah. likes speaking yeah. in third person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and this is described as uh, an intriguing blend of New World hops. I'm not sure what that means, but. And uh, a fruity slash phenolic yeast esters. Do you know what phenolic means, James? No. Okay. I'll give you that. There. That sounds tasty, though. Yeah, and it's uh, from a from its unique Belgian yeast strain. Mm-hmm. So the taste is meant to be medium to light bit uh, light bodied with an assertive bitterness. Yeah, I've, as well. I've got to say the can basically has a meme on it as well. Oh yeah, and the can. <laughs> first world yeah, problems. Hence the world first world problems. It's got um, like a pop art style, which I quite like. Yeah. Shout um, out Anthony Cohen. No, that's not his name. Shout out Anthony Saxman. No. Shout out right, and shout out the right person. Who are we shouting out? Who's the uh, Andy Warhol? Andy Warhol. It's definitely Andy Warhol. You think? Shout out Andy Warhol. <laughs> Anthony Saxman. Just making up names. To see who that is. <laughs> yeah, so it says uh, one picture is Uber had nothing, had to grab a lift with a workmate. That's really a first, first, world, first problem. world problem stuff yeah. right there. But yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, so body wise, very clear, very dark, very caramelly colour, amber. Yeah. Amber's a very good description of that. And when I smelt yeah. it, I don't know about you guys, but I got a very dairy rich toffee cheesecake that's what I got when I mm, yeah I'm getting spinning. very toffee malty very yeah. toffee malty I'm not really getting any of the sort of like dairiness though personally yeah I just kind of feel like it smells like what a cheesecake should smell like <laughs> so I was having a toffee cheesecake yeah yeah I'd give you that mm. okay it's very very malty mm-hmm. you, you get, I'm just getting oozes and oozes of this toffee caramelly tones mm-hmm. um, and personally not a lot else mm. well usually from a Belgian you, you're expecting a bit more spice I think there's a little bit there maybe it needs a little is that technique 
And I just got more maltiness. <laughs> it's got a bitterness mm. to it. Yeah. It, it coats your mouth a little bit and it stays mm. on, on, not like the front of the tongue, but I kind of get it towards like the back. Yeah. It kind of lingers a little bit. And mm. it, um, I feel like when I, when I have the first, like when I have the, the sip, the first part of it is quite, yes, yeah, spicy, herby, and then it goes into that malty yeah. toffiness. And then, yeah, I've got a little bit of a linger there. Yeah. Yeah, not a light. It sort of gets worse as you drink it. Yeah. I think you're right. Just like right on the tip of the tongue, when you first sip it, there's a little bit of a spice, but then it's very much just completely pasted over by this malty, mm. um, toffee bitterness. But I think calling it a Belgian IPA, I think that's quite suited to it. Yeah. Although at IPA, you kind of do expect very hoppy, whereas I don't think this is like pulling over yeah. any of the sort of like citrusy, mm, like even much of the spicy hoppy tones or mm. maybe, maybe some of the more yeah. earthy hoppy tones. With the blue moon, I would yeah. not like to have had the blue moon after I'd just brushed my teeth. Mm. But I think if I'd just brushed my teeth and I had the first world problems, I think I'd be okay. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm. mind because it hasn't got that yeah. citrusy. Well, it's, it's, um, it's very bitter as well. It's got an IBU yeah. of 80. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. So the that's, sour. That's what you're tasting. Yeah. An IBU. And, yeah. and what percentage is this? Uh, six point two. It does not taste that at all, actually. It's drinkable. Very drinkable. Yeah, six point two. Mm. I, I think if you're looking for like a nice base drink to maybe eat with a meal, a meal that's very complex in flavour, this would be a nice accompaniment to that. It's quite bitter, but but I think that would be maybe a good contrast. Yeah. So it goes well with rare roast beef. Hard cheese and buffalo chicken wings. That's, that's maybe quite hungry now. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can see. I can see that. Like like James said, like, yeah, it goes well with. Yeah, yeah. I think it would pair quite nicely with those uh, with those items. I think you'd especially go for the hard cheese. I can imagine you. I love me some cheese and with a little crackle. triangle of uh, I don't know what, but yeah. That's why it's literally the reason I go to beer festival. Red Leicester. Fifty percent <laughs> alcohol, fifty percent cheese. Hundred <laughs> percent winner. Hundred percent win. <laughs> uh, in terms of score, what do you reckon? What would you give it? Hmm. I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go for a three. I would say three to three point two five, because it's very drinkable. Um, like James said, I think it would pair quite nicely because it's not an overpowering beer, but at the same time, it it definitely has those caramelly toffee notes that. Have started growing on yeah. me somewhat. I'd say. Yeah, I, I, I've got to say. I know you said that the more you drink it, and that I'm, I'm, I think I'm definitely enjoying it. The more I've drank it, I take it back. Actually, yeah, I did take it back. What I said. Yeah. I think you just need to adjust to it because obviously you've come I, from I, a certain. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I, I keep. Yeah, I've jumped from one kind of drink to another. Okay. We were uh, discussing the score. Score three, two, five. I yeah. think I said. I, I'll just like to. I'm just talking to James. Not sure I got caught up, but I'd like to retract what I said. Where I say it gets worse as you drink it. I feel like <laughs> I, I was. Quick to judgment on that. <laughs> you judged the book by the colour. I did. I was just switching for all these different drinks. My tongue didn't know what to think. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it definitely, no, I agree. It's once I got used to it, it is actually quite a nice drink. I think I'd like to change my score to 3.25. Yeah, I would definitely agree with 3.25. Cool. Yeah, I think just all around, it's a good base of a drink. Mm. It's, I, I don't know, I, I actually, by the end of it, I'm really enjoying the caramel mm. bitterness of it. Mm. I think initially the bitterness just feels really overpowering. That's, that's what got but, me. But once you yeah. get through it, it's actually... Um, so, out of the 9,560 people that have rated it, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think it's got a score of? Very sort of specific, and so three point six. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say three point six one. Ah, oh. you know, on a game show, you'd be the worst kind of person, Pev. What? What? I'm re- you, you guys are almost bang on. Pav obviously been a little bit closer. <laughs> Cheat, exactly cheating. Three point six two. Oh, oh. oh. wow! Wow, well, I'm really impressed, guys. Yeah, so quite good. Just yeah. getting Yeah, well, yeah. So, nice beer. Uh, yeah, next beer. Right, so, um, 
The penultimate beer is from Neon Raptor. We've had uh, these guys on before. I think one of the very first episodes. Um, Ghost the, Twins! Ghost Twins, which um, they, they've still not put back on brew and we absolutely loved. But yeah, so um, this is The Yard, which is a milkshake IPA. Very funky um, geometrics and colours uh, on where, the can. Where does the milkshake bring all your boys? To The Yard. I thought so. Why? 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 I'm trying to find the rest of the song. Right <laughs> They're like opposite because it's better than yours. Yeah. Damn right. Damn right. It's better. Than <laughs> well, I could teach you, but I'd probably have to charge, mate. All right. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, so um, uh, Neo Raptor, um, Nottingham-based brewery. They've um, been around since uh, 2016, and pretty much every one of theirs I've tasted have just absolutely packed flavour. Not, not to get braggadocious, yeah. but we have, uh, you know, rubbed shoulders with the, the Neon yeah. Raptor guys. Yeah, I, I mean, it's quite possible that we're going to head straight to the tap room after this recording. Um, but uh, yeah, this is The Yard, the Milkshake IPA, um, which is a passion fruit mango IPA infused with lactose and vanilla to give a smooth and refreshing mouthfeel. Um, it's also... Um, there's not many hops actually in the boil, but then it's um, it's been uh, dry hopped with a lot of citra. That should sort of like bring through a lot of the sort of like more tropical notes and whatnot. Um, and yeah, the lactose just brings it that real silky body. So yeah, look at the beer. Again, like most milkshake it looks thick. IPAs, it looks thick. <laughs> it's super cloudy. Mm-hmm. It's got, you can definitely see where, I think it does look like a, a mango and orange smoothie. Yeah, it does. Yeah, although yeah. it's passion fruit and mango, supposedly. Like, we had a similar quantity of the Four Pure Temple, mm. but maybe it's just me, maybe I'm just being weird, but I kind of feel like this feels heavier, like, in the hand, it just kind of feels, like, more substantial. You know, I, I would agree with you in that, but yeah, yeah. Like, now you've point out. <laughs> and, and it is 6.8%. Holy sh... Poo. Holy schmother. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I think was the word you for that. I mean, I'd swear on this yeah, podcast. Right. So, oh, yeah. It slips out from time to time. I, I, I thought children could listen to this podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they do. <laughs> are, they not, are they not the target yeah. audience? Oh, all these kids want to learn about craft beer. Uh, yeah. Right, Kitchen so. Gun. Smell? Poppy. Yeah, very bitter. Yeah. Very bitter in smell. It's actually not, not a massively pleasant not smell. Not expecting that, yeah. yeah. Let's give it a sniff. Off the bat, incredible mouthfeel. Yeah. Thick, luscious, mm. lush. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Like so you get the citrusy. You get. I'm um, definitely getting the mango. Maybe a little bit of passion fruit. But then you get this grassy. What was that? Yeah, I think I got hit by something. You get this grassy bitterness at the end, which I'm not going to lie. I think puts off the fruitiness a little it bit. Does, yeah. But. I think all in all, like this aftertaste, all you get is mango and passion fruit. It, on, honestly, on the aftertaste right now, all I can taste is J2O. <laughs> I would say it's like J2O if someone had hopped the shit out of it. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I yeah. am getting a bit of a sourness as well. I'm getting Ooh, a bit of yeah. tartness. I'm actually about to... My tongue, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, it is... For, for such a, a thick Claire, back again. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Where does he keep on coming from? Like, how, how does he win yeah. 16 world championships every time too? <laughs> yeah. you, need ex- <laughs> you need an exterminator. I think he's in the walls. He just, he just, he just listens out for it. Woo! <laughs> Leave! He's, 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 he's a good guy. Yeah. Just like the clean. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's weird... It's such a sort of like thick, juicy uh, beer, but it's actually quite dry. I just feel like, like it's just a mash of so. all flavours. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to think. It keeps throwing me off. Mm. I think mm. they were onto something really interesting and really good. Yeah. But I think it needs just, like refining. Yeah, I think so, we just slightly over dry hopped maybe. It yeah. almost feels like we're having the yard beta and it needs to go back in for testing and then come out as like... Feels like we're not drinking a final product. This yeah. is the full release of the yeah. yard. Yeah. You know, you know, know, maybe we'll get to taste it straight from the, yeah. the cask in a bit. We'll have to do a little update on Correction Corner next week. Actually, it was not a beta. <laughs> it was a fully fledged release. <laughs> if you have it on tap. I've got to say... The more I'm drinking it, 
the less weird that little earthy mm. like it's weird like in my head it tastes a bit like fresh cut grass smells you're losing me with all this green no. stuff <laughs> I know I it's your favourite colour, James. I haven't been doing too much grass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know how to explain this flavour because it's really distinct and it's, it's definitely got bitterness tones. But it's I know, I know what you mean by when you, when you can smell something, you can also taste it. I think when we finally mm. get the brewer on, maybe they'd be able to enlighten yeah. us as to what it is that we're, yeah, yeah what we're on to there. Mm. But no, I, I think the mouthfeel is absolutely amazing. And I it's would never, so fruity. never ever say 6.8. No. My, I think that's the strongest beer we've had today, and it definitely doesn't taste like it. It's, I think it could have almost been like, I can't remember the name of the brewery, but when we were, I can't remember the name of the brewery, but when we were at Nottingham Craft Beer Week, we had a Thunder Juice, mm. and it feels like this is a, a hoppier version of that. Yeah. Or an IPA version of what that was. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to lie. The, this the bitterness is leaving me the more I'm drinking it, and t to be honest, I think this is one of the few times, especially uh, this episode, that I'm really disappointed that I didn't have the whole 440 milliliters of it. Because <laughs> I think this is getting better every sip. It yeah, leaves. I'm getting, I'm getting used to it. It leaves a nice sweetness um, yeah. after yeah. the sip. Yeah, like like, like like fresh fruit juice. Is that nice acid? Acidic um, sweetness that you're left mm. with. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it like it's solid too. If you try and look through it, there isn't any light really penetrating it. It's um, yeah, it's one of those beers where I feel like they've made use of every square millimeter that they had. Not square. I cubed. You know. What? I feel like there's too much going on here. You think they tried yeah. to throw yeah. too much at it? I feel like there's thrown too much uh, at it. And, and I think you're a quite um, unique perspective. I think you are pretty much playing the role as Harnham, because Harnham, yeah. before this, was never really into beer. You're not massively into your beer. No, nah, I mean, um, I, I like it, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. create a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but, but no, I think you're a great perspective to have on this podcast. Yeah. And yeah, I think like you're saying, it, I, I think it definitely it's could not, be seen as overwhelming. I'm not saying it's not like it's nice. Yeah. I just feel like it's just got too many. Like it's all over the place. I feel like they they should narrow Do you think it down. It should have been more targeted, more I precise. Like it, I feel, yeah, because I feel like if you you know you try and it's like saying you try and press everybody, you press nobody sort of thing. I feel like there's too much going on here. So this is quite interesting. If you could remove something from this beer or add something have you got like an the idea initial of... taste when you drink it yeah it's um yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it i really really don't know how to describe what it is it hoppy it probably is hoppy like not, not like i know but i want to see hoppy has a such a range I, for me it's this green grassy taste I'm, it's hoppy and it's sweet to me yeah it's like you have them both at the same time like, like a it's it's probably, it probably is the hops. I don't think that like yeah. it's probably just too hoppy. Uh, I, yeah. I'm not. Don't so clarify what I mean by that. But so ratings wise, for me personally, it's packed full of juice. It's got this maybe not so pleasant bitterness, hoppiness coming through for me, like earthy uh, green flavour. Um, but I think just overall, it's an absolutely um, cracking, absolutely. Beer and I personally want to say four to four point two five. I'd put it somewhere on par with the Temple, at like a three seven five to four, where it still has those sour qualities. But the reason why I put it up to a four is because it has that lovely juiciness to it, um, and the mouthfeel as well. And the mouthfeel. It's something that obviously I think you get used to as you're drinking more of it. Yeah. But yeah, definitely three seven four. Yeah. I think you're going to go a bit low. I yeah. think it. Like I, I like it, I appreciate what they were going for. Yeah. I can sort of see what they were trying to do. It does feel, yeah, I feel like we said earlier where it feels like it doesn't feel like it's a finished product. I feel like I'm drinking something that needs improving. Straight out of the neon kitchen. But it's still nice. Like it's like like it's the the, the it's juicy. It's got it's quite juicy, and I just have to go three point five. I think. That's my. 
So, I mean, so do you think 3.75 to be fed to Cameron, or should we get hit four, or? It's up to you. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I think it comes up to you, because, like, you're kind of in a position where you can put Neon Raptor ahead of the four pure. And actually, I I would support that if you want to leave it at four, because I I mean, especially especially (laughs) if we're given the four pure temple a 3.75, obviously they're different beers, but I'd definitely say the Neon Raptor, the Yard, is better. Personally, obviously they can't really be comparable, but I enjoy this one much more. Yeah. So four, that's right. Yeah, yeah to go with a four, but I still think there is some similarity between two in terms of the sourness. In terms, of if I had to, if I now had to compare these two drinks, I would say that was better. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really would. Now I've actually okay. had to sort of like similar no, sort of similar drinks cool you're a little sour fiend I'm a sour fiend I've seen you eat those uh, those little atomic sweets that are meant to blow your head off Hello. and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> shoveling it in I've got a taste so, so out of the wait for it 23 ratings no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry can we say that again <laughs> out of the 23 ratings on the tabs hipster um, <laughs> <laughs> hipster bad <laughs> Um, what do you think it's got? I feel like since it's got just not a lot of reviews, I feel it's going to be in the fours, like four point two. I'm going to say. I'm going to go three four four. Three four four. Yeah. Four point zero five. So we were pretty. Yeah. My bang was wow. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, next up, Pav. So, Pav, um, what's your next beer? Pav! 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 Yeah? Pav. Come on, Tim! Go away! <laughs> Damn it, Timmy. Woo! Riffle it! Well, that's it! Th- th- this flat is crowded. Not much we're recording. Yeah. You know, Castle from 20 is always popular. <laughs> yeah. so. Pav, what you got? <laughs> Final beer of the session. Uh, we have Disco Forklift Truck, which is a mango pale ale, and this is again by Drygate. I believe Drygate, I believe yeah. we encountered Drygate earlier in the episode. I, I would just like to say I really like the name of that. That's a cool name. What was the name? Disco Forklift Truck. Disco Forklift Truck is pretty. Uh, and I've got to say, the um, imagery on it is as weird and fantastical as the name, and as yeah. weird as fantastical as Chimera was. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Very was. Much so. Definitely a, a spectacular to behold yourself. Now, straight from their website. you got to see this. <laughs> My eye is cut. I, I, where was this from? <laughs> Glasgow. So, yeah, oh, Sainsbury's. Yeah, yeah, Sains- yeah, Sainsbury's. Yeah. Actually, no, tell a lie. Morrison's. Morrison's. But they do sell it in Sainsbury's. Cool. Um, so, it's the only microbrewery operating in the historic heart of Glasgow, Drygate. And as Cameron told us, it's been brewing since 2014. Um, they have a a state-of-the-art bespoke 24-hectolitre brew house and a 250-litre studio brewery. Unfortunately, I don't know what all these things mean, but um, I assume yeah. it's good. Yeah, that's not, that's some literage. That's some decent kit, right? Yes, it sounded impressive. Yeah. Now, this is, um, apparently it tastes great with some curried cauliflower, you know, as you do. <laughs> and so specific. <laughs> don't, don't have this beer. Don't have... Disco forklift truck with anything other than curried cauliflower. Everyone mm. understood? Noted. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and so the hops on this are the, the Cascade, the Azaka, and the Equinaut. I know we had some troubles with the Equinaut one last time yeah. in terms of pronunciation. Uh, and lastly, I just want to say it won the 2017 Scottish Beer Awards. Mm. What, like overall, best beer? or In the gold fruit forward beer category. Oh, nice. Right. Well, should we uh, straight off? Like, I think that's the seventh time I said straight off the bat this episode. So um, we're going we'll into do that a super cup. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's very, very slightly hazy. I don't know if that's just the condensation on me. I've tried to wipe off the condensation, but very, very, very slightly hazy. You can't see it through like. Um, I would nothing. say it's quite clear. It's quite clear. Like you can see, especially through this beer fifty-two glass, I can make out the um, the little stripes on the other side, the little the little lines. I mean, I did say very slightly hazy. <laughs> I don't know. If I... 
Like it's, if, it's, it's it's not clear like water. If you were, it's not, it's not clear like it's not clear like Foster's. It's not, tra- not not that transparent. If yeah. you were on Photoshop, it's, you were, it's very slightly <laughs> opaque. If I was on Photoshop, I'd probably give it a five percent, five percent opacity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, now that's out of the way. Smell wise, all mango, all, all mango. mango on the smell. Yeah, yeah, a bit of bitterness, but all mango pretty much. Hardly any hop in that. It's a pale ale, right? Mm. Yeah, mango pale. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, wow. I'm not extremely sweet, not... No. And not, not extremely bitter as well, because I think... I would uh, say it's not bitter at all. No, mm-hmm. because obviously in my head I'm straight away comparing it to the um, Elvis Juice, um, which is uh, Brewdog's Grapefruit IPA, um, which is very grapefruity, but extremely bitter as well whereas this is none of the bitterness not much of the sweetness but it really gets the essence of a grapefruit i feel mm. wait do you mean of a mango do you think there's a reason why grapefruit <laughs> yeah i mean mango although <laughs> yeah. I, I was comparing it to a grapefruit drink yeah. so yeah so. Oh, oh, okay it's definitely mango, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I was going to say, why do you think mango slash grapefruit goes so well with alcohol? I personally think it's because a lot of these citrusy hops, like, either already taste a little bit like it or very much help the development of those flavours, mm. personally. But I would have thought, I imagine that this actually has some mango in it. But yeah... It's, it's really, really nice. It's mm. a super easy drink, a nice flavour. I, I, I would definitely recommend this to someone who maybe isn't necessarily into the beers and he wants sort of like just a nice, different beer. I mm. would I would describe this almost as a, a session beer because mm. I could... I could drink a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, I could subside on this for... Uh, a how whole, strong is it? What do you think? I wouldn't say it tastes strong. I would like 4.5. 5. 5.1. Mm. Not massively no, strong. No, but you definitely don't. You, yeah, you don't. It, it, to me, it it's like hit me. it's like a dulled mango juice. Like you haven't mm. got the sweetness that you'd expect at the end of it, and it's not extremely carbonated either. It's a very smooth yeah. experience, almost like a mangoey John Smiths yeah. that's not as malty. Mm. And, and honestly, I think the best part about this is the aftertaste. Mm. Like just after you've swallowed it for a good sort of like five ten seconds, you get this just amazing mango. Flavor. And it's the smell as well. There's something yeah. about the smell that. No, yeah, it's got a. Yeah, really, really tasty. I think a lot of pale ales would sort of go towards the IPA side where they're almost, you know, quite hoppy, mm. distinctly hoppy on the smell, but I think you get very little of that and it's the fruit that shines through, which Definitely. I don't think that happens a lot. No, I feel like they're good. This, this, I feel like they did a good job of like counterbalancing the. Like, it still tastes nice, but you can still tell it's. Yeah. Okay. So as with last week, I feel like we were very much on a, a bit of a theme until we got to the the, the red ale at the end. And again, I th- I kind of feel like we we've been circling around a bit of a theme here where we've had some Belgian beers, we've had some mango infused yeah. beers, we've had beers that have sort of shared a bit of sourness yeah. as well. But I think overall quite fruity. Mm. Summery, yeah, fruity. Yeah. 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 Nothing too dark. Yeah. No, no stouts. No, I think the thing about the, the Belgium first world problems was probably the darkest, but yeah. I, I've, but I've got to say, have, uh, sorry, we, we have got a crazy stout coming up on uh, an upcoming yeah. episode. I just need to put that out there. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. But yeah, I, I think this is just a very easy drink. Mm. And I would definitely be looking out for these again, actually, because it do you is think this? Nice. Do you think this would compete with something? Because I would say this is in the same category as something like a chauffeur Hofer where yeah. you have a nice day, maybe you're having a barbecue, yeah, this and you're just sipping a few refreshing. of these. Yes, no, 100%. It's refreshing. Yeah. I, I, I think... Um, it's way the, more alcohol in the, the chauffeur. The, the chauffeur, <laughs> effort, like, it's slightly more refreshing, but I think that's just because there's so much more juice in it. Mm. But I think if you're looking for something to also, you know, maybe get you a little bit intoxicated, um, while you're going, then this is definitely the bad boy you want packing that alcoholic but the chauffeur hofer is a dream like yeah i i think i would literally put that in my top three all-time beers oh wow yeah yeah and it's got like two and a half percent yeah i'm all about the buzz so i think this drink would suit my needs a lot better so um what are you guys thinking because it's just a good nice like 
I don't think there's anything that's massively smack in the face about it, but it's just very pleasant. I think what Carol was saying before about Neon Raps is the yard, I think this beer is where they've 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 very clearly picked what they want it to yeah, be. They know find it. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't say they're in the same league, but I'd say there's some similarity yeah. across there. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking off off the top of my head. Not off the bat. What, why do we keep on saying that for anyway? Um, three point seven five four. From from the bottom of my spine, I would agree with that. From the bottom of my heart, I'll give it a four. Four? Yep. Yeah. Give it a four then. And this is widely available. Like you can find this pretty much at every. Um, how how many ratings do you think this is going to have? Hmm. I don't know. Over ten thousand. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm at twelve thousand. Okay. Yeah. Um, Untapped. Please just hire me to be like your like in-house <laughs> psychic or something. Um, and what do you think people have rated it? I think in line as to what we said, low, low fours or high threes. Three point seven six. Three point five eight. Okay, they, they were not quite as generous as we were. Okay. <laughs> well, like, how people it. Like, again, like just looking through um, on taps, you're getting three point seven five four, three point five, three point two five. Apparently, you can get an LD four point two five. Um, been a little while, but it's beer o'clock Friday once more. I don't get how that's particularly rating the beer. But um, David M, thanks for letting us know. David M just wanted to immortalise himself on Untapped so that whenever anyone's yeah. going to read that review, they know he had a good time on a Friday at Beer O'Clock. Did, did we just read it? We, we did. did. Yeah. Live on the air. Legend. <laughs> this guy. Is that he, David Mayers? I used to work with David Mayers. <laughs> yeah. Huge fruity mango, well balanced, sweet aroma, lovely flavour, light and juicy, very impressive. Hmm. And uh, James D. Give that four point two five. Yeah, I feel that's amazing. I think that's, that's that's too low. I think for I feel like it was going for something, and I feel like people have yeah not really yeah. appreciate that. Shall we tally up and see where we are at the end of episode fifteen of daytime yes. drinking? In a way, I can't even believe I'm saying that. Yeah, it's mm. incredible. We were out. Well, it's, I know it's very hard for us to get together and drink, but um, I'm, I'm really somehow proud of we've managed. Yeah, I, I don't know how we've done it. Um, but yeah. Um, the winner this time, I think. Well, no, actually, no. Sorry, it's between um, the the yard and the mango, isn't it? I wasn't expecting that to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But then they, they do share. Yeah. So uh, um, the yard um, with a four and a disco forklift truck with a four. Although, admittedly, I think I mistapped because the yard has got four point two five. Yeah, I think, I think, we, I we, think we, did, we said four though, didn't we? I think the amount. I said four. Yeah, I think we said four. I think how well the yard scored. I think yeah. it needs to come there. Yeah. And then we've got the mango. And is that right? Um, yep, yeah. then the temple by Thorpeal. Um And then it is the um, another draw between First World Problems uh, from Stuart Brown and the uh, Blue Moon Belgium one. I think I'd give it to First World Problems because I think yeah. that really grew on all of us. That's yeah, that was a grow. Yeah, I'd definitely give that to yeah. First World Problems. Sure, we're already, <clears throat> like, a lot of Scotland here and they've done well. Scotland uh, in the house, yeah. in the hizzy. And then the Belgian white and then um, last place, but I think by no, no means so least yeah. is the Chimera. You weren't bad. By Dry you can't, you can't nothing. I think in a way, when we do our rock, paper, scissor, I think the first beer is always a little bit cursed because you come in fresh, you haven't got anything to compare it to. Yeah, and but, yeah. but I think as well, it was just just slightly overly bitter yeah, for what it was. That, that was the problem. And yeah, we, we did so, say we wanted another drink afterwards. It kind of, the, you yeah. know, kind of the piece of point of. So James, what's the rundown then? Yep. So um, in first place, we've got the Neon Raptor with the Yard. In second place, we have. Uh, Drygate with Disco Fortlift Truck. In third place, we have the uh, what? No, sorry, Temple from Four Pure. In fourth place, it is First World Problems from Stuart Brewing. In fifth place, the Conglomerate Blue Moon. And in final place, Chimera again by Drygate. Yeah, I think a really good selection that we got here today. Again, Chimera coming in last place. Personally, I don't think I'm going to buy that again. 
No, thank you. Um, but Drygate's other disco forklift truck, I think that might be one that's going to be just kept in my fridge as a go-to, personally. Yeah. A reg. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, um, so does anyone uh, have any plugs or anything you want to say? Um, watch, watch out for 77 pounds. Yeah, I think um, in about three weekends time, um, in uh, August, obviously we're... We gonna, were in August. Yeah, we're in August now, but um, in a couple of weekends time, we're going to be um, heading over to Peakender, which is Thornbridge's sort of like beer festival, which I've managed lots of big names going there. Um, so if you happen to uh, see somewhere in the Craft Boys, uh, top, come over to us and again, uh, catch us at Craft Boys on Twitter. And if you enjoyed this, if you made it this far, then please, you know, put a review um, or star rating, whatever your platform does, just um, yeah, give us a nod. A solid five would be appreciated. Yeah. As long as, as, long as yeah. it's a good review, don't, yeah. don't, don't bother. And topic. you got any friends that um, like beer, you know, get them to give a listen to. But yeah. Uh, thanks for listening and catch you on the next round. Woo!